let's go to the the uh, very bottom of the base on the base where we're one two three four eight lines from the bottom of the page um, so the Gemara has been having a conversation about the Shita of Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon, etc., regarding uh, the question of a person paying um, even after, right? We have a general rule a person is not Misham al Piyatsmo, Misham Knas al Piyatsmo, that person have to pay, has to pay something that's a fine, so they don't pay when they, when they admit. So that became the question of, the, you know, uh, what, and so it had a lot of a lot a lot of different nafkaminas, but one of them was the question of a person who takes a, uh, an oath, takes a shua that he didn't that he, that he never was ma'anis a woman or a woman, etc. Um, and then later is moda that he that he lied. Is that considered class? That considered mamon? And would Rabbi Shimon require him to pay? So the so the assumption was that Rabbi Shimon would not require a person to pay um, because he holds. We're going to see actually more in a second, an explanation of the Machlokas in a second. But so the so the but the bottom line here is that the Gemara is going to attack uh, and, and say, well, you, you want to tell me that Rishu never never makes someone chayv for the for the shul. What about the following case? So the Gemara says as follows: Rishimon poter she'ein knas al piatzmo. So the there's a there's a line here in one of those prices that says Rishimon. Is poter doesn't allow, doesn't require a person to bring the korban? Why? Because the person doesn't 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 pay a knas when he admits, right? So if the fact that he admitted it, um, so he's not going to have to bring the korban. Bring the korban. However, time the law right? But the assumption there in that case was the reason was they didn't yet come to Bezdin and you know uh, present the case and make him chayav to pay. But the implication there in that price is that they had had if they had had him in a um, in which case he's sort of in this certain case being mishalim al because now when they had a now he has to he's chayv to pay so now he's chayv to pay because bezin required him to pay so now when he goes ahead and he says you know okay I admit it it's no longer a knas I mean this would be part of the machlokas but the assumption here is that it's no longer a knas this is a, this is a psak of money he now has to pay, so like maybe it transforms into sounds like in this case it transforms into mamon, and now he has to pay, and in which case he has to bring a korban shvua also, right? Bring, to bring that uh, that ashram, that ashram. So uh, that seems to be a problem with what we've been saying before about Rishimon. So the answer to the Gemara, we said this quickly at the end of the last uh, last day last week. Rishimon the devarim the darabanan No, so so uh, no Rishimon wasn't talking that that line was not Rishimon talking. According to his own opinion, if it was, there'd be a problem for him. It would seem to be a contradiction. But it wasn't talking about himself. He was explaining what he thinks the sheet of the rabbanon should be, because <laughs> he says as follows: The idea, according to me, right? He says, according to me, I hold that even if there's hamad abedin, nevertheless, you uh, you don't have to pay. You don't have to bring the the korban shvua. Why? Because that drasha we said last week of v'kichesh ba'misa, right? That the person. Uh, it's specifically cases of money that the person has to pay, but cases of of of, uh, of kanas he doesn't have to pay. Um, even if again, even if you take a shua, even if he admits it later, nevertheless, all those cases he doesn't have to pay. But but he's saying, well, according to you guys, the rabbanon, oduli mias, at least you should be willing to be to be moda to admit to me that the law amabedin that in the situation where they hadn't yet come to bezdin, 
right? That when the you know the father is going after the money, what's he going after? He's going after the kanas. He's only going after the fifty shekel, right? If he's if he's asking specifically for the fifty shekel in that case, so then umodu bekanas potter. And we know the motive of is potter. So if you know, again, you guys don't have to agree with me. He says again because Rabbi Shimon agrees that no matter when you tell this guy. You know, no matter when he's high, you know, he admits it, whatever it is, they've had a mother din already, everything. Shimon says, I don't care. Fundamentally, the money is not mammon, it's kanas, so he never has to pay. But even for you guys, the Rabbanon, you should agree if there wasn't a hamad din, right? If there wasn't yet a hamad din, and the only thing they're asking for is the kanas, is the 50 shekel, so then you know motive kanas is pater. So at least the Rabbanon should agree in that case that the, that the uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the ma'anes or the or the mefata shouldn't have to pay if he, even if he is you know, in, in a scenario when he's moda. So the for rabbanon stuff, right? And the rabbanon say no. Ki katava beboshe supakam katava, and they say no. When the person comes and asks for money, what's he asking for? He's not asking for the knas. He's not asking for the fifty shekel. He's asking for the boshes and the pagam, the money like that she gets gets paid for being embarrassed and uh, in the way she's the, the way that she's impacted from what happened. Um, just for the, to be clear, it sounds like a funny question. We're asking because we're going to see in a second. It's going to even further this conversation. Why are we talking only about paying the boshes and kanas, or only paying the, the boshes and pagam, or only paying the kanas? We assumed we've always been talking that a person pays for all three. Right? He pays the shekel, and he also pays the boshes and pagam. He pays both of those, all of those things. So what's going on here? So the Rivah apparently uh, writes that we're talking about a scenario where a person says, you know. The guy already is like not admitting, admitting to what he did. So if I go ahead and say, you have to pay me this, and you have to pay me this, and you have to pay me this, so he's nervous that the guy's going to get so overwhelmed, he's going to deny the whole thing. So it's a scenario where a person is asking only you know, for piecemeal, for what, he, what he's owed, because he doesn't want to overwhelm the, the defendant in that case. That's why, that's why we're talking about such a case. But fine. But the bottom... Yeah? If, if it's Amabedin, how is it... How can you be Moda after Amabedin? Because it's Amabedin... Right, I think we had this before, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah, in yeah. Different bezdin, right? We had like uh, the, there's a hamada bezdin in the bezdin. The bezdin says he's chayav to pay, okay. and he says no, and he, and he takes a, a shvua that he doesn't have to pay. I mean, even in that case, that doesn't have to be some bezdin. That could be he came to bezdin. Bezdin says you have, to, you know, you have to pay, and he says I, I, I didn't, I didn't do it, right? And then they say, or the father says, you know, I'll take, a, I'll take a shvua, and he says amen, right? So they, they, they require him to take a shvua, and he, and he takes a shvua that he, that he didn't do it. And then later he admits, you know, actually I did do it. Right? So then, again, we had a hamad of Bedin. No one paid yet. He took a shua, he didn't know it. And then he, then he admits that he, that he owes it. So that could be even in the same, same best. Um, According to the Ritva, right? I mean, there's nothing that would stop or preclude him from incrementally adding those additional things. Like he, it's a good question. Like, once you ask already, do you have to, like, uh, can you ask only one at once, you know, one time? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I would assume the answer would be no. Um, I would assume the answer would be no. Um, you also, it's a good question, like what, like, well, like the guys say, like, well, I, I'm not asking for the boches and the pagam. Like, the halakha is you pay all three, right? So it's also interesting, but, but presumably the answer is yes. He, he, could, he could only, he could go after it only piecemeal if he wants to. Um, but yes, fine. So the Gemara asked the question, but my commitment again, this is why I, I mentioned this point, because look what the Gemara is going to say now. So, okay, fine. So the, the Rabbanan say that's not correct. So then, well, what's the machlokas here? What is this all about? Vadin Rav Shimon the Rabbanan. So I'm Rav Papa, Rav Shimon Savar. Lo shavik inish mide de kits, vitav mide de lokits. So what does Rabbi Shimon say? Rabbi Shimon says when a person goes ahead, because it sounds, it almost sounds like the machlokas is, 
what is the guy, what is the father asking for? Right? Because Rabbi Shubin said, look, at least admit to me when there wasn't a Hamad Abedin, right? So, so if the guy says, you know, if the only reason he's, he's agreeing is because he moves Moda, he shouldn't have to pay. And the only thing you're asking is for the 50 shekel. And the Rabbanon say, they don't disagree. They just say, yeah, but they, no, the father is asking for the Boshes and Begam. The Boshes and Begam is not Knas. That's, you know, that's what, it's, it's the actual financial, you know, it's actual damage that was done. It's not some penalty, right? So, so the Machokah just is what you're asking for in the case. Why, why, why do the Machokah is what you're asking for? So the Gemara says, no, that is what the Machokah says. Right? The, the Rav says, the Rishimah holds, when a person has an opportunity to ask for a certain sum of money that is defined, right? I know it's 50 shekel. I know it's not going to be 65. It's not going to be 37. I know exactly how much it is. Right? So a person has a chance to get an amount that is known to them. They don't leave out. They don't, they don't, you know, forget the 50 shekel. I'll go after the boches. How much is the boches? I don't know, 10 shekel? You don't, you don't know how much it's going to be. So you, if you have an amount that you know for sure how much it is, you don't give that up and go after something else. And that's why he assumes that the person would be asking for the 50 shekel. And that's why he says, so if he's moda, he's moda, right? So the Rabbanan said, no, if there's, a, if there's an amount of money I can go after, but I know that there are rules about it, that sometimes even if I ask about it, if the guy's moda, he doesn't have to pay, right? So I'm not going to go after that amount of money. I'll go after the money that the person could never get, get out of having to pay. Right, I'll go after the, the, the short thing rather than go after the, the, the amount that's a defined amount. And that itself becomes machlokas. The Yushivan and the Rabbanan, which, which one do they assume the person will go after if they're go after, going after only one? Right, so, okay, fine. Okay, so says Gemara the following. The bottom line is that that attack on Rabbanan wasn't an attack on him because he was able to deflect and say that, no, that's Rabbanan explaining the sheet of the Rabbanan and everyone at least is good in terms of what their opinions are. So Rabbi Avina asked the question from Rabbi Sheshis. So what about a, a, a woman, a, a daughter, who is getting sustained, she's getting her financial, you know, she's getting financed by her brothers. What does it mean she's getting financed by her brothers? So it means the following, right? So the halacha is that when a, uh, a man passes away, so his, all of his money, right, all of his usually goes to his sons, double to the first son, and then the rest to the other sons. The daughter, according to the halachas of Yerusha, gets zero. That's the reason for the importance of a halachic will. A person wants to make sure that, they're, that, they're, that their children split equally, or that their daughter gets, gets equally, etc. So you have to fill out a halachic will to make sure that that happens. But if you don't do so, then the, the regular, normal court, you know, uh, course of Yerusha is, Oldest son gets double, rest of the sons get, get equal after that, and the daughters get zero. Okay, but if there's a daughter still who, who d- d- can't support herself, she's not married, doesn't have her own way of supporting herself, so what happens? So the halacha is, and, and this is a dinder abanan, chazar metakein, that even if, that if there's a daughter who is not, not married, that she gets, continues to get her parnasa from that money. Right? So it's in a certain sense, she's being nizoned from the, from the brothers, meaning instead of the father taking care of her, now the brothers are. Why? Because the money goes directly to them, but she is still allowed to, she still is, you know, deserves a certain amount of money to be, to be financed. And the same thing actually applies to a certain extent to the wife right, of the deceased. The same thing, the money technically goes, to the, you know, goes to, the, to the sons, but the setup is, there's an assumption that 
the husband wants his his wife to be to be taken care of financially. So that's like min ha'achin in a certain sense because midaray so the money actually goes to, all goes to the brothers. So what happens in that case? So you have a, a, a bas hanizonas min ha'achin. You have this 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 girl who's being financed by her brothers, means from her father's money from his estate, but the brothers. In, in, a, in a sense, it's coming from the brothers. So what's the halacha? Right? So when she makes money, where does the money go? So the halacha in general is that since a young, you know, a young woman, her, her, she's being financed by her father in general when her father's alive. So if she makes money, the money belongs to her father. But what happens once he passes away and, the, and her brothers now are the ones financing her, where does, what happens when she makes money? Does that money, you know, does la'av, right? sorry, but malcolm av kaime, right? So, uh, does it go to her brothers? Because in the end of the day, the brothers stand in the place of the father, right? And if any, in, in, in the end of the day, she's being financed by her brothers, meaning in a certain sense, being financed by her father through the brothers. So the ma'asidea, when she makes money, goes back to her brothers, right? Right. So just like before the ma'asidea, when she would make money, would go to her father because he's the one taking care of all of her finances. So so too now it goes to the brothers who are doing the same thing. Oh, dilma lo dami la'av. Or do you say, no, she's not really being financed by the brothers anymore. She's being financed by her father, right? It's just that the money goes through the brothers at this point. And that's why, um, you know, she continues to get, to get funding through the brothers, but it's really from her father. In the end of the day, her father's not alive. So her father doesn't get her money a day. He's not alive. And, and the money she gets, she's getting from her father, not from their brothers. So what do we do? Do the brothers stand in the place of the father entirely? And then from my day, I go to her? Or no, do it go to them? Or do we say no? Um, she's really still getting money from the father, and since the father's not alive, she keeps it for herself. So Amalai, Tinisua, so they said back there, we already taught in the Mishnah. What was that? Amana Nizonis, Minichsa Yisomim, Umaisia Dea Shalhan. So there's a, there's, a, there's a Mishnah later on that says that Amana, not the daughter, but the, but the, the widow, right? The, the, the widow who's, again, Nizonis, Minichsa Yisomim, she continues to get finance from the estate of the father. But in a certain sense, through the orphans, right, through the sons of the of the of the mace. And my and again, what she makes goes to them. Why? Again, presumably for the same reason. Since she again technically the same halacha by, by by a husband and wife also, since the husband takes care of the finances of, of, of the wife, she makes money, it goes back to him. So same thing. It sounds like it goes back goes back to the brothers. So if that's true, if by the by the wife the halacha is that the money goes back to the brothers because she's being financed through the, the husband's estate. So presumably the halacha would be the same thing by the daughter. Right? The daughter who's been financed by the estate, when she makes money, she'll go back to the brothers. So it says, Gemara, me dummy, really? Is that the same? Is it the same case? Amenasa lo nichalei beharvacha. Bito nichalei beharvacha. So the Gemara says that it's not the same. When it comes to the person's wife, so he's not so happy. What's that it means in a second? He doesn't want her to continue to make, to make, not interested in her making more money. But the boss, he is interested in her making more money. Why is he interested in her making more money? So look at Rashi. Rashi says, That he wants her to make more money than just her parnasa, just what she needs. And the Bach there changes the words where it says, right, her dowry, meaning the father, when it comes to the, to his, to his wife after, after he passes away. So he wants to make sure she's taken care of. Right? But she doesn't need extra, like, you know, above and beyond that. But the daughter, what's he concerned about? She's not going to have enough money to get married. 
right? There was always an assumption, a need to be a nedunya when he was going to marry off his daughter. So the father's taka like very worried about the, the 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 daughter having extra money. So maybe he would say, even though that even though she's you know getting financed by the estate, he wants her to keep her maisiyadeya so that. It, you know, she'll have that extra money. That's something spe- specific to the daughter that he would want. And that's why, maybe that's why in that case, we wouldn't consider, um, consider the money to go back to the brothers. Fine. She says, <laughs> What, the daughter is more important to him than his wife? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so we have a rule in general that so that the bas was considered like uh, you know um, less than the mother. What do we mean in a certain sense? In the following case, let's say there's not enough money, right? And someone has so there's a, there's the mother and there's the sons. So what happens? So the halacha is the money the, the money initially goes to the to the mother, and then the sons are the ones who are going to have to go. You know, ask for tzedakah. There's only a certain amount of money to find to keep everyone financed. So there's the mother, you know, the, the, the widow, and then the children. So luckily, is the widow actually gets the money, and there's brothers, the sons, who really get the Yerusha, They have to go around and uh, you know, they have to ask for tzedakah. Not, we don't make the we don't make the widow do that, right? So same thing. If you have a, a, a daughter and the mother, what happens? Same thing. The mother, the money goes to the mother, and the daughter is the one who has to go ask for tzedakah. So what do you see? That the mother actually takes precedence over the daughter. And before you said that the daughter takes precedence over the, over, the, over, the, over the mother. So what's going on here? How can that be? It's the answer to Gemara. No, the inan zilusa almanaso adifalai. No, in terms of like, what's not, it's not, it's not, it's pasnished to make the, the widow walk around. So the, for the, in terms of going to ask for tzedakah, we make the almana first. Right? The inan harvacha bito adifalai. But in terms of the money, in terms of having more, wanting her to, you know, to amass more of a fortune, that's something that the father would want the daughter to do. And that's why she goes first. So she's not really first. But she gets, she takes precedence just because of the technicalities of the case. When one is the question of her making money to 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 accrue for her dowry, the daughter goes first. In terms of the embarrassment of the who should go around and collect, so the child should go and collect in, in, in place of the of the mother, so she shouldn't have that embarrassment. Okay, so we'll stop here and we'll pick up on Wednesday.